The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin, and today we're doing an emergency pod. Uh, there was some very important news that came out regarding sports in the ACC and uh, specifically regarding football and some of the other non-revenue sports. And Rob and I are going to get into that. I have Rob on the phone. Rob, how are you feeling about this release? This news is better than no news, man. I'm still <laughs> skeptical the season happens, but I'm very excited for this news. And there's so much to unpack here. So really, really excited to break it all down. Yeah, so we're going to break it down. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor for today, Bet Online. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is now in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd May- Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow-tie-wearing, brie-cheese-eating, NASCAR-wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. The news dropped today that the ACC has come to an agreement, all the schools have come to an agreement on what is going to be happening for this upcoming fall sports season. And a lot of people weren't really sure what was going to happen. There's some questions about Notre Dame. All those questions were answered. And so there's a kind of a lot to unpack. And so, Rob, I just want you to start off by just your general thoughts on the press release from the ACC today. You know, it's – I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> You're right. There's so much to unpack here. Um, I'm excited there's a model in place at least to play football. I'm excited about that. We can talk about kind of all the implications, including Notre Dame, including UVA's schedule, which is, you know, quite frankly, pretty tough. Um, But yeah, it's a 10 plus one model, like they had teased to us, you know, 10 conference games, one non-conference game. And, you know, the difference between what they had toyed around with before being the pods is not really a pod system. So it's mostly based on proximity. So that's why UVA is going to play a lot of teams from North Carolina, you know, Duke, NC State, Wake Forest, um, you know, UNC. So it's based on that. And then the interesting part here is the non-conference game could actually be really intriguing who they play because the ACC mandates that the non-conference game must be played in the respective schools state. So that means it could be a home opponent for UVA or UVA could travel to play, 
you know, a Liberty or an ODU. They were already scheduled to play ODU. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, you know, it does effectively end the game with Georgia. You know, the Georgia AD came out right after the announcement and mm-hmm. said, hey, the UVA game's done since that's in Atlanta and not in Virginia. But, you know, it'll be – I'm curious to see how Bronco and the administration will approach the scheduling. Um so there's a lot of dynamics here. Dustin, am I missing anything? No, I think I just want to touch on the the non-conference game. So UVA will have five home ACC opponents and five away ACC opponents. And we don't quite know the, the, the scheduling just yet, like when we're going to play them, but we do know who those opponents are. We're going to touch on that later. But there's also an 11th game that is for a non-conference opponent, as Rob said, that, but it has to be in the state of Virginia. And so I was wondering if you thought we were going to stick with ODU or if you think we're going to go another route. Like, do we do we play Liberty? Because Liberty's probably going to need some games since since they are uh, independent school. Are we going to play someone else? Because there's not a lot of other schools in Virginia to play, per se. Yeah, and, you know, the the twist there is that the game has to be played in Virginia, but it doesn't necessarily have to be against a team from Virginia. Oh, I so see. the idea of playing UConn, for example, is still in play. If UConn wanted to come to Charlottesville and play. I see. I misread um, that. Yeah. It's a little weird how they do that. And the team also has to meet the opponent opposing team also has to meet the ACC, um, you know, standard protocols for testing. So that's a dynamic there as well. You know, how aligned that'll be across conferences, you know, if the, Knowing the NCAA, it probably won't be aligned at all. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, So UConn at home could still be in play. You know, away at ODU could certainly still be in play. But at the same time, you know, you have to wonder if this season happens, you know, looking at our road schedule, do we really want to play five home games to six away games? Mm -hmm. Normally it's split. Normally we're playing seven home games to five away games. Um, So you have to take that into consideration as well. Um, DMI is a little bit up in the air, um, with the FCS. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of options here and I'm curious to see how it'll Bronco will approach it. You know, given the extra conference games, I don't think West Virginia would be in play and, you know, West Virginia was floated as an idea. If UVA wasn't able to play Georgia and the Chick-fil-A kickoff, I'd be surprised if kind of a power five opponent came into play there. My guess is it'll be a, you know, smaller school team, but Obviously, there's a lot of options that'll be taken under consideration over the next couple of days and weeks. Yeah, I feel like with this, with this, you know, the non-conference scheduling kind of tidbit of this announcement, that a lot of ACC teams are going to be looking to have home games. So unless you're, you know, like a Florida State or a Miami who, who, you know, is in a state where they have other good teams like Florida or UCF or Notre Dame. You know, they could play maybe Indiana or Purdue. But some of these teams, like Virginia, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be willing to do that. And I'm I'm sure that as other conferences come out with stuff, you know, for, I, I mentioned Purdue. They're not going to be able to play because they're only doing a Big Ten schedule this year, according to the Big Ten. So I think it's going to be increasingly more difficult to find non-conference opponents for all of these ACC teams that are willing to play in the state of that team. Yeah, I think so much of it is going to be dependent on, you know, Virginia is lucky having so many schools just in the state. It gives, you know, Virginia and Virginia Tech a lot of options there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, other other states might not be the case as much. Like who's Boston College to play? 
that. I don't know. <laughs> um, they can't play Harvard. Ivy League's canceled. But, um, you know, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. And, you, you know, you bring up the Big Ten, which had decided on a conference-only schedule. You know, I'm curious to see now that the ACC is really the first conference to come out and have these drastic changes here as far as the scheduling goes. You know, it's quote-unquote close to conference-only, but this is like a pretty big deviation from the way – um, you know, the schedule was previously laid out. So I'm curious to see how other conferences, you know, maybe follow the ACC's lead. And you're certainly right. You know, this is going to open up the doors or maybe close the doors for some teams, you know, for that non-conference game, um, you know, both from a power five level and, um, you know, perhaps an FCS type level. But really the whole idea of this one non-conference game is just to preserve the rivalries. Mm -hmm. You know, all it is is to say, Hey, Georgia tech, you can go play Georgia or, Oh, Miami, you can go play Florida, you know, or whatever it may be. You know, that's all this is. It's just leaving the door open. So these rivalries and state, you know, that aren't in the conference can keep going. Right. And I think that, you know, that's really important for a lot of schools. And I think that's smart. I think it's going to be interesting as well to see, what happens in the upcoming years as these games are either being canceled or pushed off? Like, will the Georgia game be rescheduled for another time? Like, are we going to go back to the Chick-fil-A kickoff and play Georgia or, or someone else? And I think, you know, cause I was really looking forward to that. And I think a lot of UVA fans were looking forward to either watching that or going to Atlanta or, you know, whatever. But I think that it will be interesting to see in the upcoming you know, months and years, if these games get rescheduled that, you know, are now canceled. Certainly. And, you know, this is all just kind of assuming there is a season, you know, we still don't have dates right, for these games right. yet. We have this model that's quote unquote official, but you know, there's still not dates here. Like the schedule is, you know, kind of on paper only at this point. So, you know, I'm curious to see to me now, the next step is, all right, let's plan out the schedule. And, you know, the ACC was, you know, operated pretty much in the dark on this. You know, Brett McMurphy, um, you know, a pretty respected college football reporter had tweeted out this morning that, you know, he was not expecting the ACC presidents to vote today and that there probably wasn't going to be any news until next week. But, you know, the news came out today. Um, You know, Teal tweeted out like 10 minutes before this everything dropped like, oh, guess what, guys? There's actually going to be news today. So the ACC operated pretty much in the dark here. So. Will they be a bit more open and transparent as when they're scheduling games? You know, push is coming to shove right now, and it's great we have this on paper, but the idea of executing this and bringing this, you know, to fruition and getting these games scheduled at each of these schools, you know, and especially so these schools have this schedule in place so they can schedule the non-conference game. You know, there's still a long road ahead here. Um, So it'll be intriguing to see kind of how these next couple weeks play out because they're going to have to move fast to put this, you know, into practice. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I think that, you know, I think the the scheduling is just one part of this announcement. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. And I think that it'll be it'll be good for us to go through them one by one. So we we talked about the schedule with 11 games uh, to the 10 plus one. And we talked about the non-conference opponents. However, there's going to be 13 weeks in the season. So each team is going to have two uh, bye weeks or open dates. Now, I think that with this, they're kind of planning for some teams to have to quarantine for at least a little bit. I think that they're just leaving some space open for that to happen. That's my guess. 
yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely something that could be a possibility. And that, you know, that's part of this whole scheduling idea is, you know, we saw, we talked about this over the weekend on our podcast and we saw it kind of come into practice um, with the Marlins and the MLB, you know, what happens when there is an outbreak and several games were canceled. Um, and, you know, that's with baseball, you know, there's not a bubble, teams are flying around, same way it's going to be with football. Um, although with football, there's a lot more contact involved. So, yeah, I mean, that'll certainly be something that we'll have to see. And, you know, the ACC didn't really, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they really put out a stance on fans in the games either. So that'll be another thing that we'll have to follow is, yeah, know, there hasn't, is there the hasn't ACC been anything take on, a that stance on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah they haven't talked about it yet. I, I don't know. And, you know, I think it's funny the way that some baseball teams are doing it by just putting cutouts there. I think it's cool how the NBA is going to do it. They're going to have a, basically a TV, a huge screen with a bunch of people like FaceTiming in basically, or zooming in and watching the game that way. And, you know, their reactions will be live, but it's going to be weird and different. I don't think that college football has really come to an agreement on what's going to happen yet. I think, I know the NFL said that fans will be at the games. Um, I assume that they're going to try and have fans at games, but of course they haven't said anything yet. So I guess we'll see more news to come. Definitely. There's there's still a lot more news that's a lot more news. with uh, the the dates being thirteen, the the season being thirteen weeks long, there's not going to be two divisions anymore for this season. There will be one division, one ACC division. So uh, there can't be a new coastal winner this year, which is fine. Um, I think that will be interesting. But yeah, there's no division. So basically, the way that you get to the ACC championship game is you just win the most. So the two teams with the highest winning percentages will play in the ACC football championship game. And that's scheduled for either December 12th or December 19th at Bank of America stadium in Charlotte. Um, How do you feel about the teams and how they're chosen for the championship game? You know, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm, I am a little surprised they didn't try to force the divisions to work. Um, but, you know, kind of kind of the result of that is that, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, specific to UVA, there's a lot of teams that UVA normally doesn't play that all of a sudden is up on their schedule. You know, looking at their schedule, they have, um, you know, by my count, it looks like five teams from the Atlantic in there. You know, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, uh, I guess six, Clemson, Florida State and Wake Forest. So you're playing these teams that you only play every couple of years, you know, all of a sudden now they're 60% of your schedule. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of cool to um, play these teams, you know, David Teal to bring him up again, he tweeted out, um, you know, this is the first time in however many years that UVA has played all four ACC teams from the state of North Carolina, you know, Wake Forest, NC State, UNC and Duke. So, you know, it's, they're trying to keep everything as condensed as possible. That said, we're still, supposedly taking trips to clemson and florida state and miami and i'm Mm -hmm. sure no one wants to go to florida right now um to play these games after what happened with the marlins um but you know it does bring in these kind of new teams to the schedule and you know there's no pit on the schedule for example Mm -hmm. we play pit every year so um it is interesting in that respect um just looking at the teams that we're lined up against yeah and so that we'll we'll go into that later a little bit. I want to keep going through the announcement uh, right now. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons why they went to this no division 
ACC for this year is because Notre Dame is going to be joining the ACC just for this season as a football team. They're going to join in the 10 and 1 schedule. They're going to be eligible for the 2020 football championship, but they are also sharing their revenue. So for those who don't know, Notre Dame has a contract with NBC and they NBC hosts uh, I th- I think it's all their games. I I'm not sure. Rob, do you know if it's all their games or if it's just some of their games? It's all their home games, and I think they have options on some of the away games. Okay, but it's all their home games. It's okay. So, but anyway, they have this massive contract, and so I think that one. I mean, one of the reasons that Notre Dame is not in the ACC for football is because they get so much money on their own. They don't need to be in a conference and have a conference, you know, help them get money that way. However, for this season, that they are going to be sharing their NBC revenue with the rest of the ACC. So it's going to be spread equally across all 15 teams, which I think is pretty much the outcome that we talked about wanting on the last podcast. Yeah, you know, it's we kind of talked about, you know, Swafford's not really going to be one to strong arm them into the ACC. And, you know, he didn't. And like we said, I don't think he either of us have strong opinions either way but you know if Notre Dame was going to to me and to us I think we're on the same page if Notre Dame was to be able to compete for the ACC championship you know in theory vie for that orange bowl spot uh they needed to concede something it shouldn't just be hey like come in with open arms buddy I missed you yeah um and they did you know they're they're we have the ACC network but you know quite frankly that's probably the worst TV deal of any of the power five conferences and to get Notre Dame in here with their big TV contract and say, Hey, we're sharing this evenly. And, you know, it's with football for sure, but you know, this trickles down all the other sports too, you know, it goes to schools and Mm -hmm. it helps across the board. So as far as a compromise goes, I think this was perfectly fair. I'm, I'm more than fine with how this played out. Yeah. I I think, I think it's great. And I think that, you know, Notre Dame, was really, I, th- I think, nice in sharing that. And I think that the ACC did a good job in negotiating that deal because otherwise Notre Dame would have been a real kind of pickle for this season. Um, speaking of Notre Dame, they are eligible for the championship game. I already said that they're also eligible for the Orange Bowl. And they're all, I mean, if they're not selected for the uh, playoffs this year. And the last kind of tidbit in this release was that the week-by-week schedule and television television schedules will be released in the future so that is news that will come up later um rob are there any kind of final thoughts on the release and how it was released and and you know before we get into the details of uva's home and away schedule sure i mean to me the big thing is just kind of how this dropped out of nowhere you know we had been hearing tidbits you know over the past couple weeks that you know this whole pod idea and you know the back and forth you know, among the ACC schools and, you know, really just to have, we knew this date was a big one because we knew there could be a vote this date on how to move forward. But the fact that it was kept so quiet really up until actually it dropped, you know, this afternoon, whenever it was at three or four o'clock, you know, the ACC certainly did a pretty good job. I would say if they wanted to work behind closed doors, they certainly did. Um, And I think, it kind of took a lot of people by surprise because the way the schedule was laid out, you know, was different than the ideas that have been proposed before. To me, that was the biggest thing, just how they were able to kind of keep this format just under the rug for so long until it was released. Yeah. And, and just the rest of the release had to deal with the Olympic sports. So the fall sports, 
Um, basically, it says they're going to begin September 10th. They're going to play the minimum amount of NCAA games. So field hockey is going to play six. Men's and women's soccer each going to play six. And volleyball is going to play 10. They will have ACC championships except for volleyball, which I was uh, recently told on Twitter uh, has not had a ACC tournament uh, in, in recent years. So that was news to me, but that the regular season champion will be the ACC champion for volleyball. And once again, the television selections are going to be made in the future. Yeah. And another point to add to that is the fall competition for spring and winter sports, like fall competition for tennis and lacrosse and whatnot. That's been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the last little tidbit there yeah. as far as the release goes. But I mean, the release, to their credit, you know, they're not putting dates on the calendars, but it was pretty comprehensive. They put a lot of thought into how they wanted to proceed here. Yeah, I think I think they did a good job, and I think they did a good job of, of being really thorough with it and kind of giving us most of the details that we wanted. You know, they don't have dates yet, but of course, if we're going to cancel the season anyway, no reason to have dates. <laughs> so I think that was well done. And... Let's get into UVA's home and away schedule. But before we do that, I want to talk about our sponsor, Bet Online. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. The NBA is going to be back very soon, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his watches, uh, rings, necklaces all that kind of stuff visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back opportunities and sports bonuses betonline.ag your wagering experts we are also sponsored by simply safe what's the number one sign of a bad home security system a home security system that's so complicated you never use it this is exactly the type of security system simply safe has spent a decade fighting against they believe that simple is safer and it's exactly why simply safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has never been more important simply safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your home 24 7 order online with the click of a button open the box place the sensors plug it in and your home is protected around the clock no technician or salesperson has to come around and disrupt your house you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Simply Safe was named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report, and their 24/7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com/team to get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/team to make sure that they know that you that our show sent you. So we've already talked about the news release. Now let's get into UVA's schedule, their home and away teams, what ACC teams they're going to play, and let's just dive right into it. So, Rob, when you saw the home and away games, you've already mentioned that we play a lot of teams that we don't normally play. Like, we don't normally play Boston College, uh, Wake Forest, NC State we don't play that often, uh, Florida State we don't play that often. So what are you kind of looking for out of this schedule? Dude, yeah, so I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, Virginia had a hard ACC schedule, and it probably got harder, um, you know, with this announcement, you know, especially looking at the away games. So, I mean, the away games are going to be Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. You know, <laughs> five of probably the 
better ACC teams we're going to have to play are all going to be on the road. Um, you know, especially looking at a place like Clemson and, you know, Florida State's not the power they used to be, but Florida State's still got a pretty big kind of home field atmosphere. Now, will they have fans there? I don't know. But, you know, certainly some of these harder teams are on the road. And so, you know, just going game by game, home games, we have Boston College, Duke, Louisville, uh, UNC and NC State. And then, like we said, away is going to be Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. So, Certainly a tough road slate. You know, Wake Forest isn't a bad team. Virginia Tech, you know, the big news now is Caleb Farley becomes kind of the first uh, college player to say, hey, I'm not going to play this season. Um, You know, so that's a big deal there. He's obviously a terrific player for Virginia Tech. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, looking at this, you know, with Caleb Farley kind of setting that precedent, you know, just someone like a Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne or you know, guys that are kind of surefire first, second round draft picks, you know, do they choose to follow a similar path? Maybe. And maybe that makes our schedule a little bit easier, you know, when we're looking at a team like Clemson. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not an easy schedule. <laughs> I can promise you that much. Yeah. So I think I think it's interesting and just, you know, and I retweeted this on Twitter, but there's a lot of interesting things here, especially with Notre Dame being thrown into the mix. So I think just overall, my initial impressions are that Notre Dame and Clemson are going to be the two best teams in the ACC this season. And they do have to play each other, which is good. But there are some teams that have to play both, uh, like we do. Actually, we don't play Notre Dame. But there, there are some teams that just play Clemson, like we do. There's some teams that just play Notre Dame. And then there's a few teams that unfortunately have to play both. So, like, for example... Uh, Florida State has to play both Clemson and Notre Dame. Georgia Tech has to play both Clemson and Notre Dame. So I think it's really interesting how, um, you know, this this was chosen. And I think that the ACC probably tried to make it fair overall. Just like quickly looking over the schedule, I know there's a lot of teams and there's a lot of games to be played. But is there any team that you think either got a really hard schedule or a really easy schedule? You know, honestly, I haven't really taken my eyes too far from the UVA schedule. That's Um, fair. You know, what I would say about this is, you know, I think we have a pretty tough go at it, having probably our, at least five of our harder games, if not hardest games, I'll be on the road um, in the scheduling format. But what it does probably do is, for the conference as a whole, it probably does even out, you know, the way this, the way the scheduling is, because, you know, in general, I think it's pretty safe to say, um, you know, the Atlantic division has probably been a step ahead of the coastal division in football over the past couple of years. For sure. So by eliminating the divisions and, you know, eliminating, instead of saying, you know, six of your eight games are going to be from the coastal division for UVA, um, you know, by wiping that clean, and you doing that for every team. I think you certainly, for the conference as a whole, balance out the schedule because, you know, I mean, between Clemson and Florida State alone, um, not to mention other teams that have played well before, like NC State, um, even Wake Forest at times, you know, the Atlantic has been a step ahead of the Coastal. So I think it's, for the overall conference, it's probably good to balance things out. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, just get some different matchups on the calendar. Yeah, I agree. But uh, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So what we're going to do, and I 
Rob and I haven't discussed this, so this will be interesting, but just going through, um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what home games, you know, we'll think will win or lose, or it's a toss up and what away games will be a win, lose or toss up. So let's start with Boston College. What do you think about BC this year? Yeah, you know, I like our chances against BC, but I want to say Virginia has never beaten Boston College. So that's kind of a new little wrinkle. And, you know, I remember we played them. It was the 2017 season. We got off to that five and one start. Um, it was homecoming. So I remember I was at the game and, uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, are we going to be bowl eligible? And then Boston College just smoked us. Um, so Boston College is always a bit of a wild card for us. I think Virginia's got a fair, uh, fair enough chance to beat them, but yeah, you know, it's again a team like some of these we'll see from the Atlantic Division that you know we're just not as familiar with. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Do you have an inclination one way or another? I mean, I I don't really think I've thought BC as good for a while, probably since they've had Matt Ryan or even you know Luke Keekley, um a couple years ago. But I do think that would be it's nice to that it's at home. I think that we play much better at home. So hopefully we win that game. Uh, next game is Duke uh, at home. And uh, we had them at home last year, which was great. That one went well. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, we're just reading left to right here. We don't know what order these games will be right. in or when they'll be played. Um, Duke, you know, Bronco 4-0 at UVA against Duke. Um, you know, let's let's make it 5-0. I do like how we're playing them at home. Cutcliffe has obviously done a tremendous job kind of bringing credibility to the program. But, you know, Duke... Same as our typical coastal division foe. Um, you know, uh, I feel okay about it. The Duke game. I do too. I think I think we can win that one. Uh, next one is Louisville. Louisville, our our usual Atlantic rival, now in the divisionless ACC. We still get them, and they are at home. How do you feel about Louisville this season? La- the last year's game was close, and I think slightly disappointing for fans but how do you feel about louisville this year um you know they're gonna be another tough game i like that they'll be um at home they were gonna be at home anyway um in our previous schedule but it's certainly gonna be a tough game there and scott satterfield's done a great job um did a tremendous job last year um you know i would certainly consider that a type of toss-up game um for uva and you know kind of regardless of when they would be played on the schedule or the old schedule versus the schedule. I'd call that a pretty close toss up. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Louisville's scary. They're, they're athletic, but I think we should have won the game last year. Um, of course we do lose a big part of our offense. So we'll see what happens this year. Uh, next game is university of North Carolina at home. And I think, you know, last year's game was a shootout uh, for sure. And, I think that North Carolina this year is a was a favorite, a coastal favorite for many people because of their outstanding quarterback play. But uh, what do you think about UNC this year at home against Virginia? Again, you know, it's going to be kind of a shootout game. Um, and I would say kind of probably a toss-up game too. Last year's game was a terrific game. I mean, it's great that UVA won. But I mean, that game was so much fun to watch, um, the back and forth. And, you know, what this does is really the North Carolina game is at a, such a crucial spot on the calendar um, in the schedule 
you know, the old schedule, what was supposed to be the real schedule, because we would have played Clemson, we would have played Georgia, you know, presumably, you know, let's say we lose both those games, but we played VMI and UConn, let's say we win both those games. North Carolina was the fifth game. So are you starting off three and two or two and three? You know, that's obviously a huge game to have. Here, we'll have to see where it's placed. But, um, you know, for me, I was really, really looking forward to that North Carolina game. And where it was on the schedule was part of the reason. Um, so still certainly looking forward to the UNC game, you know, see if their recruiting hype can live up on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's it does kind of take away a bit of that drama just from where the prior game against UNC was on the schedule. Speaking of scheduling, I, I want to go back real quick. Do you think that the ACC is going to try and keep games, you know, close to where they were originally going to be? Or do you think they just threw everything out the window? I feel like you got to just throw everything out the window because yeah. I mean, looking at our schedule, we have so many new opponents on there. Um, and, you know, there's going to be just openings kind of across the board um, as far as where non-conference games were sprinkled in, you know, some of our games, you know, we have an ODU non-conference game was scheduled for late October. Mm-hmm. So like there's some there, but then there's some at the beginning of the season, like we had against Georgia. I think it's, I'm sure they'd love to try to keep it generally intact, but I'm sure it'll also be a real challenge to do so. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's true. And uh, our last home game, NC State. How do you feel about NC State? I really have no read on them. I don't either. I mean, that's the tough part, right? Because we spend, you know, we study the schedule and the coastal teams we get to know so well. And then, you know, when the schedule's released, we learn about our Atlantic crossovers. And for us this year, it was easy. You know, Clemson, I think uh-huh. everyone knows Clemson's really good. Um, so I don't have a great read on NC State. You know, I do know their program has been down the past couple of years, you know, compared to where it was. They used to be the team that you would say, you know, these guys should be 10 and 2, 11 and 1 every year, and mm-hmm. they'd somehow finish 8 and 5 or something. Yeah. So, you know, I do think we'll have a, as good a shot against them um, as we can. But yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I can't say I'm any expert here on NC State football. Right. Okay. Um, those are our home games. So. We're, we've got like two probably wins and then three toss-ups because we have no idea what NC State's going to be like. But I think, you know, I think with the home games, it's really going to be dependent on our fans going to be there. Like how much of a how much of a advantage is it going to be to have fans at these games? And also, is the ACC going to decide if fans can go or is it going to depend on the school? Because I think that's very much in play too. Or do you have, like, I, I think that the ACC might not make a decision on that. Yeah, I'd imagine they'd try to keep that local. You know, I'm sure they'd certainly prefer to have uh, people in the stadium, but I would imagine that'd be a local decision um, just because obviously things are so different by region. But yeah. that's that's my two cents. Okay. It'll be interesting, though, if some teams, like let's say if Syracuse has fans and Duke does not. You know, I think that's weird. Oh, certainly. And that might change the dynamic of some teams and some games. But once again, we don't have that information yet. There's so much information we don't have, but we just got a ton. And uh, we will continue to update as we get those. But let's move on to our away games. Uh, first, not not the first one, but the alphabetically first team on our away slate is Clemson. Uh, how do you feel about the reigning runner-ups? <laughs> 
Yeah, still not too much different here. You know, we were going to play away at Clemson before, and we're playing at Clemson now. So not too much different. You know, whether or not guys like Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and those type of guys, you know, that are clear NFL day one, you know, at worst day two talents um, with ETN, that is, uh, you know, whether or not those guys stay in and play college football or kind of follow Caleb, uh, follow Caleb Farley's lead, still TBD. But I think regardless, you know, you look at the talent um, Clemson has up and down the roster, you know, they're recruiting, they recruit at just a different level than the rest of the ACC, yeah. except for North Carolina this year. Yeah. But um, the talent level is just, across the board so much better than anyone else you know i don't think it really matters i think this will be a really really tough game for uva yeah just kind of like the acc championship game last year which you know was fun to watch and participate in but really uva was pretty much out after the first quarter in that game so i expect you know being in death valley uh it won't be too different although we do have to see you know which players play who doesn't play and uh, how good this UVA offense is. There's still a lot of questions there, too. Uh, next opponent is Florida State. And, you know, I think the Florida State game last year was probably one of the most exciting all year. Uh, certainly at the very end, but I think that the team played really well. I think Florida State played really well, too. How do you feel about playing in Tallahassee this season? Yeah, I mean, from same goes with Miami, but from a coronavirus perspective, I'm sure people aren't thrilled about it. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's exciting to play in an environment like that. You know, I think the last time we played at Tallahassee was was it the 2014 season? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was. I think it was 2014. Um, I know we lost, but yeah, I mean, Florida State. You know, they they kind of had an up and down year last year for sure. Um, you know, they lost their last two games against Florida and then um, against Arizona state in the sun bowl, they finished six and seven. Um, you know, they were five and two at home though. <laughs> Take that for whatever it's worth. Um, so it, I think UVA will have a fair chance here, you know, it'll be a bit of a toss up, but yeah, I think it, uh, you know, certainly a game UVA can compete in. Yeah. And I think, I think I would say the same thing for Miami too, you know, a game that we can compete in, we should compete in, but you know, Miami has good players who don't always play well. And so they're sometimes difficult to read. And I feel like Miami is one of those games that it was Miami and Louisville. I wish we could have had those back because I feel like both those games should have been ours to win. But unfortunately uh, that team couldn't pull it out. Definitely. And, you know, Miami is actually the one team on the schedule that kind of it gets reversed. We were supposed to have Miami at home this year mm-hmm. and we're playing Miami away again this year. And again, the big thing with Miami is, you know, new offensive coordinator. They're going spread, hurry up, up tempo, you know, similar to what Florida State did last year. Think about that with Miami and Derek King. You know, we'll kind of have to see with our own eyes how Derek King looks at a power five level. You know, he was obviously terrific at Houston. But, you know, Manny Diaz just named him the starting quarterback there a few days ago officially. So big wild card there. Can he kind of replicate what he did at Houston at Miami? We'll find out. Um, But, yeah, that'll certainly be um, an intriguing storyline with that game. Yeah. Uh, Next team on the schedule is Virginia Tech. And, of course, I think we all remember that wonderful game last season, uh, winning against Tech at home, breaking the streak. And we're at Tech this year, which is what was supposed to happen. But as you said, 
They've lost a really good player. How do you think they respond this year to that? And also, how do you think we fare in Blacksburg? I think we'll fare okay in Blacksburg. You know, the last time we played in Blacksburg 2018, you know, obviously we kind of coughed up that game. Should have won that too. I don't think kind of <laughs> – yeah, I don't – I don't think really the idea of playing in Blacksburg is necessarily as intimidating as it used to be. Um, you know, call me crazy, but that's just my two cents. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at Virginia Tech, you know, big storyline there is defensively you lose Bud Foster. You know, the new coordinator, he's a really young guy. Uh, you know, a lot of returning starters on that defense, but what is the defense going to look like without mm-hmm. Bud Foster? I mean, Bud Foster was as much Virginia Tech, really. Um, as Frank Beamer was for a mm-hmm. long time. So that's a big storyline there. Offensively, you know, losing uh, Dalton Keene to the draft, uh, losing Hazleton to the transfer portal, those are big stories. But, you know, I'm impressed with Hendon Hooker. I think he's a good quarterback, and, you know, they still have Trey Turner too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would expect that game to be similar to how the game the past two years were. I think they're, quite frankly, two very evenly matched opponents. Um so we'll just have to see how it all plays out. Hopefully it's fun. And last away game is going to be at Wake Forest, uh, a team that we don't usually see and a team that I don't know much about. They were okay last year. They had some decent players. But th- once again, we haven't played this team in so long. It's really hard to focus any of my energy on them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, put them in the same bucket as really, you know, NC State Mm -hmm. and Boston College as Atlantic teams we haven't played in a few years. You know, we played Florida State last year, so we're a bit more familiar with them. Everyone's kind of familiar with Clemson. Um, But yeah, definitely put them in that category as teams we just don't know much about. You know, they do lose uh, Jamie Newman, although he didn't play every game last year for them. But Jamie Newman uh, transferring to Georgia, where he'll presumably... You know, he's got a bit of a quarterback battle now with JT Daniels from USC, but presumably Jamie Newman is now the starting quarterback at Georgia. So Sam Hartman comes in. Sam Hartman uh, played a number of games as a freshman and a couple last year as well. So, you know, it'll be a different team. But Wake Forest has certainly had some good past couple of years. And I know I remember the 2016 year, Broncos' first year playing at Wake Forest. And that year was so trying. I remember Smoke had the long touchdown catch, but we still, I think Ben Kurt threw a bad pick towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would consider this another pretty evenly matched game. And, you know, I wish this was a game we had at home, honestly. Um, but it'll be, like I said, you know, it'll be fun to see some of these Atlantic teams if we, if we have the season. I'll have yeah. But, and certainly, you know, these are teams on the schedule that we just don't know as much about because we only see them once every six years. Right. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting, I think, too, from uh, if we do have this season to just play ACC teams. You know, we're not going to see anyone else. I think it's going to be really challenging for the for rankings to come out, you know, because teams are just going to kind of play each other and, you know, Definitely. not going to get a good sense of who who's good, you know, except for that one away uh, or one non-conference game. I think it's going to be really strange to see how rankings come out. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the media thinks uh, the teams are going to do this season. I think it'll be interesting to see all these different things. And I'm interested to see uh, the schedule and when that comes out, hopefully at some point soon with that, I think, you know, we just wanted to get this out there. We wanted to talk about our thoughts and feelings 
And Rob, is there anything else you want to talk about with this release scheduling? Uh, nothing with the release, but I think just two things to call out real quick as it relates to NFL and UVA football. Um, you know, we're getting a number of players now that are kind of quote unquote withdrawing or whatever the official word is from the NFL this season. Um, two of those guys are UVA guys. You know, Maurice Kennedy was one of the first players actually to say they're going to sit out. And then Jordan Mack, um, an undrafted free agent for the Panthers announced recently, he was going to sit out this season as well. Um, you know, even on the tech side or, and on my Washington side, I can't say Redskins now. Um, yeah, Washington Logan football Thomas. team. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, Logan Thomas says he's sitting out too. So, you know, we're having this trend a bit in the NFL. Now Caleb Farley's the first player, um, you know, really first major player within college football to say they're sitting out the college football season. So I'm just curious to see, you know, how else this comes. And like we said over the weekend in our last podcast, you know, there have been some players reportedly that are not at UVA. You know, it's only two or three from what I understand, but not everyone's at UVA either right now over coronavirus concerns. So, mm-hmm. you know, just curious to see in the college football world, if Caleb Farley's announcement, you know, is the start of something bigger. Right. And considering, you know, they're amateur athletes, I think it, it plays a lot into that decision. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what players decide to do, especially kind of some of the higher name players like a Trevor Lawrence who will definitely get drafted but might not want to risk his season, especially if he's not going to play anyone, you know, of of consequence, uh, especially if the season might get canceled anyway. Why risk it? So with that, that was our podcast. We wanted to talk about the ACC schedule and the ACC release. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and iTunes if you want to keep listening to us. And go ahead and check out Armchair Media. They have all your podcasts. NBA is going to be back soon. MLB's back. They've got UFC, boxing, all that good stuff. So check them out. And we will see you guys next time. Go Hoosh.